Hello, listeners. I'm going to start off this episode with a quote from some of our favorite artists. This is going to be a Kid Cudi song that he did with Kanye called Ghost Town on the album Yay. I've been trying to make you love me with everything I try just takes you further from me. I feel like I've been trying so hard to make our listeners love us and they just reject every opportunity we hand to forge a better relationship and we just get so much doubt and disgust. People literally tell us to jump off a bridge and never do this again. That we should have never done this in the first place. And they can't believe this even exists. But if people are questioning so much and so often about the purpose for something existing, then maybe people are just onto something. Happy belated birthday to Alexa. We love you, girl. This episode is for geeks who don't get no birthday wishes from your birthday bitches. Some people literally have birthdays and don't have any friends or girl hitting them up to celebrate it with. And they'll get a text from their mother and grandmother and like an uncle. But they're really just alone in the world. So if our airwaves are hitting some of those people, we'd like y'all to listen up. For our many negative reviewers, our many, 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 many negative reviewers, if you read books, which I know for a fact you don't, you would know that one writer, one Hunter S. Thompson, changed the archetype of the great American author in a way never seen since Kerouac. That's how we see him now, but at the time, his editors at Rolling Stone called his work senseless and scatterbrained, vacuous dribble, and he changed what writing to this day as we know it means. I don't want to say that you are mindless millennials, but y'all are fucking idiots, some of you who are writing us those reviews. So listen to us, or don't. But don't talk shit about something that has never even been attempted before. Listen to this for a second, will ya? This is a clip from Howard Stern, radio personality extraordinaire, the movie that he made, Private Parts. This was an autobiographical account of his rise to fame, popularity in the New York radio scene. So that's what that guy was talking about in the 80s, and then he ended up just being diversified from all the other people in radio and wasn't just doing the gimmicky bullshit, making false characters, 
were trying too hard to make some type of convincing show. He was just being his real self. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up overtaking the entire radio scene from NBC and the major waves now to have a billion dollar contract with Sirius and counting. So he kind of changed what it means to be a personality, someone that people can kind of derive value or entertainment from. And he really didn't start out as much. So by him saying the exact same things that were labeled as jealous bitch boys, um, thorn bush, butt hurt baby, bitch boys, all, all of the above, you can look at our comments. Not only is it a little unwarranted, it's a little mean, considering that Ryan and I could have a billion dollar equity deal in 30 years, and you'll still be commenting on iTunes pictures. The next one. Essentially, that scene was depicting that the more hate Stern would get, the more successful he would be. And the haters meant clicks, and it meant viewership. And the haters would listen to twice as long as he would for the people that liked him, which I think is inherently um, counterintuitive, and it's just strange. But there's something to be said for someone who's doing something differently. And how everyone says, unlistenable, these guys are so boring, these guys are idiots, these guys are crude. Open your eyes up to something that's not on the beaten path. I mean, isn't that what all great art was? Just the opposite of whatever the painters or the sculptors were doing in their uh, respective time? It's just a ridiculous concept to have so much hate for a podcast that people only listen to mostly for two minutes. Yeah, some of us may not have the best speaking voices, and sometimes we could be on some legal substance that makes us not sound as optimal. But just listen for the content. If it sounds like shit, then play a Rolling Stones record after you're done. I don't know what to tell you, man. So for the people who actually like the podcast, right on, because we think it's getting a little better. But of course, this is a trash cast, people. At least where we're going first. Because these are crazy times. And I think new precedents are made monthly and yearly. For all we know, the future of entertainment could be you alone in a room watching kitty cat porn on YouTube. You heard it here first. Historically speaking, it can only get crazier. So without further ado, on Call Her Daddy, they recently asked, How was your date last night? And the other responds, I blocked his number at dinner. Yeah. First off, you people are way too picky and superficial. Where are these standards coming from? And who can even win? You aren't Leonardo DiCaprio. 
stand up someone standing a chance. Will we all be single forever? And you made him pay for that dinner too. Why not just tell him how you feel? Why are you keeping up this game for free food? What if he's broke as hell? As I'm sure a lot of guys are. That's not fair. Why even stay there and be a faker? You felt bad. You felt bad? The world would function much better and more properly if we were more open and honest and just walked out when it was time and stood up to speak our mind when we felt a certain type of way. These girls are not unique. This is something that we all do. Ryan, do you think people would function better if in the middle of a date, if someone just spoke more how they felt and they said, yeah, when we texted, everything seemed all right, but I think uh, I still haven't found my dream person. I know some people try and do it with indirect innuendos and try and give passive ways of relaying that info that they don't want to see the person, but... Do you think if we were just more straight up with people that people would find interactions a little more engaging and a little less uh, uneven and dishonest? Um, hey, well, how's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? It's been a minute since I've seen you guys last, so, you know, hope all is well. We all know the world's not, you know, doing a hundred right now. After that whole, uh, after people put the Amazon on fire, and she was fucked up. But, um, you know, maybe I'll touch, I would like to touch on that a little bit later, but like, what was the exact question you just asked me? First of all, man, you gotta talk louder. Even the people who liked our podcast said that they had to keep turning up the volume to hear you. Which made it even I'll worse when, in that case, but like the the people who legit straight. liked you said that you had to be louder. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yes. Uh, okay. Oh, did you need to know the question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If people were just more straight up, if they didn't like you when they were going on the date with you. Or if they realized something that you did, if instead of just being sneaky and being too embarrassed to speak up and say, hey, I didn't like that. I don't know if I could see a future with you. Or, you know, I'm, I'm just not feeling this date, honestly. You don't have to pay for the dinner. It's okay. I must be doing something either really right or really wrong because all the girls who rejected me, which is everyone I've taken on a date for the past six months... They've all literally offered to pay for, eh. Yeah, mo most of them have either paid or offered to pay for their share. Not, they haven't paid. I usually uh, took care of it. But a lot of them have offered it after going on a date with me. So they were actually pretty honest that they must have not enjoyed their time at all. That <laughs> they, they wanted to pay. Not at all. So sad. How do you think people could be more honest and create an open forum for communication so that rejections don't have to be so dire? Well, um, 
Yeah. I consider anything from like from like Britain to Europe is like kind of crazy in one way, just because the idea that like it actually kind of brings up Brexit. Cool. To really to talk about this really quickly, like with the whole separation, like should you do it fast or not? And it's kind of like. Like, how can I put it? So. I don't know what the fuck you're talking wait, about, but I think you're. Originally? Oh, can people be more of an open forum of communication? I think you were talking about how in Europe, people's yeah. values are more aligned with the way humans have kind so, of been over time, and they don't have these weird, super sophisticated. I'm like, yeah. As some people in Europe call it. We're going to become the United States of Europe under uh, the EU. That's why Britain has always like kind of kept that marriage. At, uh, they want to be us. Is that what you're saying? Um, it would make the it would make them more like the United States trade wise with um, the rest of Europe. Yes. I don't know if we're really going to say it. Is that it? But, um. Yeah, I mean, the new Prime Minister over there, Boris Johnson. Trump part two. Trump, yeah. He even fucking looks like Trump. Boris Johnson. Hilarious. Like, if you just saw a dystopia version of what reality is, then you would have a Trump and you would have a Boris Johnson in the UK. Like, I'm pretty sure this is something that, like, the guys who made Cartoon Network and, like, Spongebob shows were, like, dreaming about. Just some horrible, like, sideways-ass universe that our reality has become. And I think it's kind of started after 9-11 and this whole information age. Not to say that the Vietnam times and those hippie times didn't come with craziness. Okay. Ugh. I know. I, I was told once that in the 60s, people were just butt-naked fucking in the street at protests and just yeah. going to parks and just sucking each other's dick. Even guys would suck each other guys' dicks, but gayness wasn't a thing. Like, they were just such hippies that dudes were giving fellatio to dudes and girls on girls. But it wasn't like gayness was so popularized back then. It was literally straight dudes doing it. I think in every type of counterculture generation... Yeah, they were on a shit ton of drugs and, like, on so much ecstasy and acid that just making out with your bro seemed like a the move. I think every counterculture generation kind of loses sight of the common goal. So you'll see people in those times and even these modern times now, we're kind of doing a 180, uh, 360 coming full circle that guys who aren't even gay anymore are just going to suck each other's dicks. And we're getting all this freedom weird. and all weird. <laughs> it is weird. But weird. <laughs> I'm supportive of free love and yeah, people of expressing themselves however you they choose. Fucking go home and fucking do it after work. Fine by me. <laughs> Let go. Let go. No, 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 no. Like Lil Wayne had it right all along.
No homo, though. No. Yo, he knew he was speaking to a generation that was all about to turn gay for popularity. Yeah, right. Yo, in Hollywood, if you're not at least some part gay, then I feel like you're like a reject. Yeah, for real. For real? <laughs> like, you have to have a few dicks on your kill count. For real? You're, you're, fuck, you're fucking up if you haven't sucked off an exec. Uh, you are not taking your career to the heights. Apparently, the Macaulay Culkin kid, I think he's denied it, but other people have spoken out that basically any child star in Hollywood has to end up sucking dick eventually, yeah. or they cease to become a child star in Hollywood. No one hires them, because there's so many pedos who are in charge of those divisions. Mm-hmm. Sad, actually. So, we bear good news... Da da da. The MILF Hunter made his grand appearance on this week's episode of Call Her Daddy. I believe it was episode 50. How fitting. It wasn't 100, though. It was not 100. But for episode 50, it was actually a great show. He gave practical advice for how to pick up a MILF. Step by step, saying every cue and call card to follow through with from the initial constant eye contact when he saw her inside the CVS to a funny joke and a pursuit when his window of opportunity opened. This stuff happens to me daily, and I always got advice from people like that guy Jason in my company mailroom or Rodney who guards the door at my company office, on what to do if faced with these situations. But I had never heard of it so cleanly and concisely spelled out as the way the MILF hunter went through a play-by-play of what some type of bro should do should we be put to task. He's hilarious, honestly. I think he's really talented. I mean that wholeheartedly. I also think Alex and Sophia are kind of talented. Bitchy, but talented. And he's fucked hundreds of girls. You're going to want to listen to this. Mm-hmm. So the MILF hunter fucked hundreds of girls. Get this. He's never bought in a girl a drink. <laughs> Isn't that so counterintuitive and logical to everything I've been doing and saying for this past like three month period? How we've been saying these call her daddy girls are evil. And public enemy number one, the MILF hunter, the guy who writes their show for them, has never bought a girl a drink before. And they've been going on for 49 episodes, how we have to wine and dine these chicks. And he's never bought a girl a drink. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. It's very impressive. I don't know how you get away with doing Oh, he said. He said how he does it. Oh, yeah. So he goes to pregames. I guess he has friends where people invite him to New York City pregames. Or he's in Pennsylvania. He travels a bit. He goes to the pregames, talks to girls. He says that's his time to shine. His personality shines through when he's in person talking with them. And which already sounds like he's one-upped us or outclassed us to some extent. Because I don't think my personality shines through in person at all. Preferably, i do much better with a Chipotle bag on my face. But that's just me. So, I mean, he goes to the pregames. Look at your face, bro. 
Obviously, you need to have a fucking bag of your fucking Talk loud. Like, seriously. I, I mean, I don't think a lot of people got a good view of you from that terrorist video you guys did that week that I wasn't here. That shit was scary. But, yeah, it was um, cool. I, it wasn't cool. Um, yeah, but I want to check that out. That was, uh, don't call me daddy. No, okay. Uh, call me daddy. Busted. Don't touch the laptop if you just fucking wipe your stuff. Uh, you know, on YouTube and shit. And uh, it has my boy here saying, uh, next to the psychiatrist or psychologist. Yeah, Dr. Ben, and then the spe- specific needs that. motivational speaker, and DK Wavy. Let me get back to what Milf Hunter does. He's at no, the pre. He's, he's, he's at so the. So much cooler than Milf Hunter. You? No. Who? Yeah. Who? I'm drawing a what blank. The fuck? Yeah, his name's Eric, isn't it? Who's Eric? What's the name of the. What do you call it? Of the kid who came last week? Ben. Huh? Ben? Ben. DK Wavy. DK Wavy. What a boss. <laughs> no, so Milfonter, bro. Stop, te- stop DMing your ex-girl with a fiancé. I don't think she has a fiancé. Well, she lives with her boyfriend. And they were engaged some time ago. Oh, Stop communicating with her. Long story short, we need to keep a certain pace because the viewers get pissed. Milfonter goes to these pre-games. And he'll talk to select girls. He gets her phone number. Bro, it's genius, actually. The girls go to the bar, and they have guys like me and older business guys buy them drinks, and they get creeped out by. And Milf Hunter's logic, the last person they're going home with is the dude with his credit card at the bar yelling at her, shots, shots, shots. The last fucking guy she's going home with is that creeper. So the girl's mad scared at the bar with all these hyenas ready to pounce. And then she sees on her phone Milf Hunter, the dude who just met her at the pregame who was so cool and nice. Bro, she's at the bar game liquored up. He's home playing Fortnite. He said, this is a quote. He's home playing Fortnite for four hours, texting the bitch, asking her if she's cool, if, she get, if she's getting home okay. And he's so PC. The girls ditch all the dudes who were dropping bills and putting their cards down. She leaves the place, gets a cab, which Milf Hunter does not pay for, to Milf Hunter's place because she just met him at the pregame and he was acting cool and barely yeah, drinking yeah, at all. Yeah. So the second she comes through, he's so PC. First question he asks... How much liquor have you had? What kind? How many drinks? Are you, are, are you okay to consent? Bro, <laughs> this dude is a fucking pastor. He makes sure he gets the consent after he hears their life story and what their GPA was in sixth grade. So he finds out all the details he needs to go to make sure he's not going to go to jail for this insertion. And then, bro, he just comforts them and makes them feel okay for getting creeped out at the bar. Yeah. With all of these dr- drunk, drugged up business dudes. And then he just ends up laying pipe. And then he rarely talks to them ever again after he just ra- lays out one pipe after playing Fortnite. Didn't spend a dime on them. 
Because he texted them after the pregame. Oh, he does spend a lot. No, he didn't spend anything. All the dudes paid for all the alcohol. With a concept. Hmm? You bought her and drinks. No! The... What? Pre-game? No. The, the no, bro. You don't know. You don't even know what's going on. No. Open I... yeah. 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 There's no darts. She, she never threw darts. No. Random bitch. After... Random I'm girls at bars get drinks. After... She didn't throw darts. No. But then what she see the whole Hmm? And how she see down the hall. Stop, yo. <laughs> Moving on. So, I think it's pretty crazy that his way is just so counterintuitive to what we've been told by them. Thanks a million, girls, and the MH. Again, girls, I don't hate y'all. I'm just using your podcast for clout. Thought I said that in episode one. No harm intended. The girl said to Milf Hunter, you won't buy a girl a drink, but on Call Her Daddy, we get questions for girls asking how much to get guys to pay for their flight. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yo, girls are hitting up the car, daddy girls, from the comment section saying, how do we get this man to pay for my flight? And then I think Sophia said, Alex said that she can't remember the last date she went on where there wasn't a plane involved. What? Bro, on the one hand, you have this dude saying he's closing hundreds of girls. And then these girls are giving guys advice, saying they don't know of a way to go on a date where a plane isn't involved. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Terrible. Terrible people. Yo. Milfunter and Alexa, get this. Milfunter and Alexa have a database of files of dozens of guys on Google Docs that Alexa has been dating or just fucked since freshman year of college. So, um, Milf Hunter gets the upper hand. He helps her get the upper hand and taught her how to break down men. Bro, listen to this. How to break down, how to break down men in every way. When, and then she... Then she said she got. I'm already broken. Then she said she got too good at it, and that it scared the milf hunter. Um, sure. He helped her so much with the database of girls that guys. He was literally just texting guys for her, like what me and Corona would do on Facebook, just text girls for each other, because we were too self-conscious to text our own girl ourselves in like 11th grade. He literally helped her. He said she got so good at breaking down men that it scares him. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's a statement right there. It's a pretty uh, crazy statement. Pretty crazy statement. So, I did this weird test, which I heard on this YouTube video for guys trying to give you good openers and uh, for icebreakers. 
This guy talked about a digit test, which I did underwent research for, that you can look by the size of your fingers to determine how much testosterone you have. And if you have a longer ring finger than a longer index finger, you have a higher amount. These studies are not 100%. They're only 90% true. Um, there was an episode of Mansers about this years ago. Cool. Um, so, enjoy. the study indicated if you have a longer ring finger, then you'll be more masculine. If you have a longer ring finger. Ring. Ring. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Longer index fingers are for women who have more estrogen and less testosterone. For me, I think it's so weird. I have a shorter ring finger and a longer index finger. But it's weird. You I have, have a longer index finger. I have a longer index finger, it's said. So, apparently I have low testosterone. Who would have thunk it? You but have no idea, though. But I'm it's just saying that. Based on the digit test that was on Mansers. Well, that's. It wasn't about testosterone on Mansers. The whole question was is there a way to tell if someone's a tranny or not when what? you're walking up to them? Because if uh, you're born with a dick, then your ring finger should automatically be longer than your. You just said it wasn't proven. How is it automatic? Fuck. Again. I, so, the whole thing is, is that if you're straight, no, sorry, just, just for the record, if you're a man and you do this test, right, the whole fucking ring finger being longer than the, what do you call it, the pointer finger, the issue is, is that there are sometimes, like, the fat Mexican kid on my team who I'm friends with, Will, his ring finger is uh, longer than his index finger by a lot. Now, does that mean that he has a pussy? No. Ring finger is male. You just say ring finger is longer than the index finger. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I meant his pointer finger is longer. It means he could be a pussy, but it doesn't mean he has a pussy, no. Exactly. Okay. That's that's what I was saying. So, what's weird about me, I have that same thing, a longer index, indicating higher... Just indicating higher estrogen. I have a really high sexual desire. Like, people get really scared by how much sexual desire I have and how I tend to spend so much time talking about pussy. How I spend so much. How much I spend so much time talking about pussy, obsessing over it, getting it, closing it, failing at it, compensate for something that I don't even have. But I have very low testosterone, so no wonder why I'm always so relaxed at home watching Vanderpump yeah, Rules yeah. after I play Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, and girls can smell the pheromones when they see you, that how, how your chemical makeup is, so low testosterone dudes give off whack pheromone vibes. Alright, so I'm going to need all hands on deck for this one, because I actually... Like roll around for a bit in the grass, and uh, what do you call it? Talk louder, please. I'm pretty sure, like, if you go to a park and you roll around a bit, 
That would fuck up the excuse for that. Like, Word. So before a date, I should roll around in the park and smell yeah, like dog and man. Cool. Yeah. Genius. Genius. So onto a very somber, serious note. I'm gonna need all hands on deck for this. Take that music out of your ear and. Oh, there's nothing playing. Wow, you literally it's just have a headphone and not even playing music. Well, sometimes I do it so people don't bother. We're doing a deep dive right now, and it requires some respect on the matter, and it's inherently going to—it's inherently going to piss people off, a lot. I don't even know what you're talking. So I'm going to need you to take this with everyone. Take it with a grain of salt, but also treat it with the most certainty as anything you've ever had to say of or listen to. Ryan. Yeah. Let's do it. Is every school shooter mind controlled? Um, I think that would go with your definition of mind controlled. Because if we're going with a very light description, then. Like brain. No, mild mild brainwashing? Yeah, like mild, mild brainwashing. Mild brainwashing. Because, By the media, even. Like the, even the, because the media plays a very big role. The media making a headline saying this dude is going to be martyred yeah. by the HN community yeah. if they go in and it, just complete makes, this mission. Then if I fucking hate my life, everything is going as bad as it could possibly exactly. go. I'm incel to the max. Then what do I have to fucking lose by becoming an internet legend? Yeah. And you what the that, fuck? And you would think that what we're talking about is like not a very large... Chunk of the population. Yeah. But if you go on like Reddit, no, even just Reddit, bro. I know, I know. Even subreddit. Just Reddit. Yeah, the Weibo subreddit, subreddits um, for sure, for sure. There's people on there talking about this shit. Like, is that what you read in your spare time? No. I mean, well, you 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 read it because you know I've it. Read it. Sick fuck. Yeah, obviously. Sick fuck. Because it like surprises me. I would read it too if it. I saw it because I, I would need to know what we're dealing with to know how sick the fucks are out there. Yo, people call us bad and say we're wasting time with the podcast. We're literally trying to defend the world from these these sickos out there. We're trying to create a new way of thinking so that people are mentally stronger. And if you can judge our podcast, then we'd like you to judge other podcasts and other fucking news outlets. Because all you people who are hating on us are probably taking us for a grain of salt. And then trusting CNN and NBC or Fox. Yeah, don't ever trust those people. <laughs> Acting like them putting their article See, up is in the best interest of everyone. Just really quickly, this is my whole issue with universal income that they're saying is going to become a thing after AI. It is. It will. Yeah, okay. So the corporations are going to be in charge of giving us the money. That's going to be really fucking... You know, yeah, I like to see that work out. Yeah, the corporations, the people who literally work to rip everybody off, they're going to be the ones giving out the money. Yeah. This, Let's see how this shit Every runs. corporation has an entire half dedicated to management, financial, and strategy, where it's designed to say how much wealth can we suck out of the pockets of, of every single other person that isn't in incorporated us. That's all their and job. Those, and they're the people. ones who are supposed to give people a living wage. That just sounds like communism squared. I don't know what that is. Terrible. Terrible. Back to the school shooter thing. This is that an is issue close to the heart. So, you, you know. Read, you read stuff. What did you fucking read? What did you see on Reddit? Wait. Please, let me finish the whole um, 
Like okay, the whole Sorry. thing with uh, mind control <laughs> and brainwashing. And there's obviously like different levels of it. How much these persons are going to get brainwashed. What they're being brainwashed for. You gotta talk louder. Because there's different, you know, to be a school shooter is, uh, you know, it only takes a little bit of brainwashing. It's not like an insane amount of brainwashing. Um, if there's one similarity that runs with every school shooting that's ever occurred is that... Disenfranchised white dude. No. Can I please, like, finish talking without you bursting out stupidity? I think it would make the podcast a little bit better. Yeah, that's the one thing that's... Okay. Stopping the podcast from being great. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm just saying it would be nice. It's um, literally the one thing. Okay, so... What I was trying to say was that, um... What they all have similar is the fact that they were prescribed some type of antipsychotic um Between the ages drug. of 5 to 10. And it has deep, deep negative implications. how... They're being prescribed to these people who do the school shootings. All card. They Take however much you want. They basically um, stop taking the antipsychotic yep. drug. Once they're off it. Once between like three to five weeks. Yep. Before doing the school shootings. So. I didn't even think of that. Clearly like as someone who has taken antidepressants. The you? Off, no. The coming off of antidepressants was one of the worst experiences of my entire life. And I would highly suggest not stopping, uh, what do you call it, antidepressants, uh, cold turkey. I would not suggest doing that. No, never. Um, I did it. I really regret it. You serve jeans. It's a little different. I was watching, um, what do you call it, the show Moral Oral at the time, which I don't know how many people here watched it. These people watch Vanderpump Rules and Breaking Bad. They've never seen that. You have no idea. I don't think anyone who listens to us watches Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules, the girl whose podcast it is, is the second most recommended thing for this podcast. It says people who listen to... That this podcast listened to Stasi Schroeder Vanderpump Rules for podcast. Vanderpump Rules is it the it's that Real Housewives and Pretty Little Liars or yeah those three shows are the top uh, most girl shows and yeah, then you then you have uh, X on the Beach um, are you the one a girl's podcast. So the algorithm is just pushing those advertisements in with us. Most of our listeners are girls. I'm very, I mean, that's cool. I know, it's pretty cool. (laughs) When you expect some, like, butch-ass masculine dude, some guy who'd be on The Bachelor to have most of his viewers girls. Yeah. Like, we're legitimate fuckboys in every sense of the word. It's pretty funny on girls. You're not a fuckboy, you're just a druggie. Oh, yeah, I mean, they just smoke weed. Legal weed, people. Yeah, I have, you know. Irregardless, can you get back to the point about what you saw and what you think about this medication generation? 
so um, at one point I was on antidepressants and decided it would be a good idea to stop taking them. And um, I'm very happy that I did stop taking them. But the withdrawal symptoms, like the five weeks, of, like I I was on Prozac and I don't even think I was on Prozac for a year. But they had moved me up. Is that like, lithium? I don't know. Lithium is lithium. That was the thing Kurt Cobain was on before he offed yeah. everything. Um, Just lights off. So, I subscribed to, uh, what do you call it, Prozac, and according to the, to the therapist that I had at the time, I moved up on the dosage very rapidly because I didn't realize how bad my depression was to begin with. So, I think I had something like, I think I was on like 50 milligrams a day of Prozac. I think it was something like that. Sounds like fun. And um, I decided to stop doing it cold turkey. Good. After, you know, I, like I said, I wasn't even on Prozac for a full year. But the following five weeks of, of uh, withdrawal symptoms were just like... They're just awful, like... Was this 2014? Um... No. It was three years ago. So... 16. Yeah. And right. then you started chilling with me after. Sure. Because... You know, we always kind of, like, chilled. Uh, well, yeah, it's just like you came back from college. That too. That too. That's really all it was. Um, regardless, so we gotta solve the school shooter problem right now. I'm just trying to get back to what I was talking about. Yeah, I, I have a solution to it, but please get back yeah, to it. Yeah, I don't think you should call it a solution. What? Do you even know what I was about to? No, that's what I'm telling you not to call. It. No, 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 no. I'm oh, saying I'm I have the only answer. Work. Please, okay. I have the only answer. There is no only answer. No, there is. No. Because they do something and it works because we caught them lobbing. So I know how to catch these guys. I don't know. But... <laughs> well, you're a conspiracy theorist. You think that the moon landing yeah, was faked. Either. And I think you listen to scientists fake. like Alex Jones and I, that, bro, I Bill Nye. Probably listen to Alex Jones less than you do. I've only listened to him twice. Okay. Well, three, if you count yeah. Logan Paul, yeah. and then like yeah. twenty if you count Joe Rogan appearances. Yeah. Were you getting anywhere with this? Yes, I've been trying to, but you keep interrupting me. I'm sorry. So, again, I decided to stop taking the Prozac. I'm not for a year, and you know they said that I was on like something kind of high. But, I mean, I'll look right now. I'll do a quick checkup for you. Okay. Um, you know, I think it, when I stopped, I was on 50 milligrams. So, it is 50 mg. 
of Prozac. A high dose. It's a little boring to the listeners. Are you making a point? Because yeah. people hate us because we don't make points. They say, what's the point? Yeah, okay. So it seems that 50 is the most that you could take. <laughs> um, Why were you on the maxed out version from not a long-term taker? I thought that's only for people who start out when they're five. Yep. So uh, weird. It's called... Well, you have Dr. So, Kavorkian? No. Well, here's the thing is that I kept on trying... Like, I took 10, and then I told them there was, like, no difference, and then I took 20. I told them there was no difference, and they looked at me like I was crazy. Why would they look at you because they probably should have gone up at that point. I probably should have felt happy. Do they think you're like schizo when you literally didn't even realize no, they, what you were doing? No, they were schizo. They that. Well, you said they looked at you like you were crazy, so. Yeah. Well, you know, because You weren't diagnosed expected, schizo. You were diagnosed a socio by uh, the yeah. counselor. But then they said that I wasn't a socio. That I was oh, just wow. highly depressed so, with social anxiety. Well, good for you. Which actually Happy for you, not a sociopath. Thanks. The um, depression you could get over, socio is... No, that, that they gave me um, chronic depression. Like, I'll never outgrow my depression. I have a specific type. Oh, that's what Maddie has, shit. Yeah, good for me. Love um, her. So, I don't believe in taking... Again, let me let me finish the story because we keep on getting interrupted. Yes. So I was taking fifty, which is apparently the top amount that you can get. But I decided to stop cold turkey because I didn't like being on them. I found them like to just be artificial happiness in a way that was worse than like pot was, just because of the way that like this part. Just because of how it made me feel like, let's say I forgot to take it at the exact time I took it every day. A few, like within a few hours, like I would be like, you know, starting to feel like really weird and have a lot of anxiety. Weird? And like, yeah, like, just like my brain didn't feel like it was in the right place even though I was where I was supposed to that be. That doesn't sound like you. You're usually right on the mark. And, um. It was just fucking with my head, and I, it I'm was so only, sorry. like, one day of me not taking it. Ryan, I'm so sorry. And, um, I was like, yo, we never make me feel like this. And we, we would never. just make me, and we would make me just as happy. And I didn't think that I was this depressed. Like, I don't think I'm as depressed as these people. We just time. makes people happy and doesn't cause yeah. problems. Unlike but, every other type of substance. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. So weird. And they're like... That's why I say it's the God's drug. Yeah, for real. Um, so... Okay, where are we going? I'm finishing... I'm trying to wrap it up. So, Louder. I decided to stop taking it. Good. Because it just... It was fucking with my head. And what, and what happened next was... Just five weeks of like... Not like those three center weeks... Were just like... The epitome of depression, just like me not leaving my room or Sorry. my bed, just watching Moral Oral, which also. What is Moral Oral? What's the bad? It's a TV show from Adult Swim. It's a satire 
show about religion, like making fun of it. It's really funny. I don't think I like it. it sounds a little disrespectful. It is very disrespectful. It's mm, not my type. I like nice stuff. Continue. Continue. Yeah. Um, it's also a very depressing show. Like, cool. extremely depressing. And I was watching it while coming off of, you know... Depression meds. Yeah. Which might have should probably just watch time. porn or something, because I ain't knowing no one who gets depressed by porn, unless you end up finding your girlfriend or wife or ex in the video of porn. It's pretty much the only way to get depressed by it. I know you wouldn't care because you don't have long-term bond feelings for other females. I'm trying to laugh. But, you um, have like that sociopath mentality when it comes to girls, although you have immense love for your friends and father and brother. Yeah. Like you love your dad more than like I thought it was actually possible for a child to instill onto a parent. There's like some type of fucking gravitational bond that like your hearts are connected. It's the weirdest thing. I'm not happy for you guys. Someone had to do it. Here's my dad. <laughs> Regardless. Again. So, back to what I was trying to say. Those five weeks, what the pills gave me over the year was not worth what those five weeks were. Like, the equivalency was not there. Uh, the fucking withdrawals are way worse than anything that, like, if you've never taken antidepressants and don't know how much they fuck with your head in the aftermath, you are really, how can I put this? Is it not related really? to body type? No, because it's all you, in your yours, head. Because you're it's so large and you head. usually handle substances. It has nothing to do with okay. that. But Maddie told me all horror stories about her struggling it's with get, we, weaning on and off different dosages. And yeah, I don't think she's ever gone cold. No, she she's never gone cold turkey since she yeah. was 13. She she would absolutely murder me if uh, she knew I was talking about this. Love you, girl. Continue. They were trying to... Now I can get back to what I was trying yes. to say. This was how I felt. I felt like a crazy person. Uh, you know, I got in trouble at work a shit ton. I didn't give a fuck. Because, like, You're the anti-anxiety part of it was, like, go, like, you know, Prozac also helps you, like, control your anxiety. So my anxiety has been, like, released into the world again after being, like, Calm down caged. for a year. Yeah, like cage. So you were just going a mile a minute. Yeah, just I was going non-stop. a mile a minute. Unsettling to everyone around you. While, yeah. while depressed. Yeah, so I already felt Sounds like a cocktail dirty bomb. Yeah. I already felt shitty about myself. Sorry. So anybody else who was like... You should have sought counseling at that referendum well, in your life. tell them, hey, I stopped taking my Prozac and yeah. I wanted to quit. Yeah, you gotta get back on. You gotta. I, it would have just been. It wasn't like you could even afford it at that point in time. I could have afforded this. Oh, because you get free. I was on free care. Care still at that point. That's like the Obama Obamacare, where it's like for the like dirt poor yeah, people. Um, yeah. yeah. Obamacare no, is really good. Poor people. It's not 
dirt poor people. I think it's twenty five grand a year. Obama's really good in the fact that it tries to help people and not have them like lose their home for a med bill. It's bad in the fact that if you're just an average person like me, just literally right below the poverty, right above the poverty line, um, the only way you get to use any type of the insurance is if you get hit by a bus. There aren't many procedures that you could get. That five, I got $5,000 worth of stuff. Like I was taking oh, an ambulance and it cost 4K and I haven't even been able to use oh, it from the, just before your deductible is used. You have to spend 5K per year before they cover a dollar. Your, your deductible your is 5K? Insurance? Yes. From, from my company and the accounting firm. I've told you this. I didn't even think that they did anything after. <laughs> what terrible. you made it sound like was like even after you pay the deductible, they didn't do anything. Well, I, that's not insurance. They have to do something at some point. It, something <laughs> it was, all right, where are you headed with this? I'm, I've been trying to finish it for a while. Please. You keep interrupting. I'm sorry. just go straight. Okay. I literally so, forgot. This was my experience with Prozac, okay? I felt like I was losing my fucking mind for five weeks. <laughs> like, really badly. And my anxiety was off the fucking roof. I was barely able to function as a human being. Very barely. And what do you call it? But you wouldn't be a school shooter over it because you're a fucking this decent is, human. No, that's not where I'm going with this. I'm saying Prozac, which is way weaker than what all these guys were taking because they were taking antipsychotic medication. Oh, Every God. school shooter is on like yeah. antidepressants, yeah. antipsychotics, really powerful drugs. And all of them... Stop taking them before the school shooting happened. Three to five weeks before. Within the time frame, they stop. So, these kids are on crazy-ass drugs, which will influence you in ways that are negative. There is no positivity that comes from when you stop taking this medication. Besides, like, maybe your liver starting to go back to functioning normal. Your brain is fucked. And a school shooting to occur when your brain is coming off of all these antipsychotic and, uh, what do you call it? Antidepression meds. Like, when you're taking the antidepression meds, I'll just do this one quickly. Your brain, when, so basically, when you have depression, your brain isn't producing dopamine correctly. So then you start taking, um, what do you call it? You know, antidepressants, Some, yeah. which uh, affect your serotonin levels. And what that does is, because serotonin and dopamine are related, as your brain produces more serotonin, it goes, hey, I need more dopamine to keep up with the serotonin. So it's producing it's more dopamine. It's just snowballing where you, snowball have, you have to keep However, any medication. Serotonin, um, is very different. So while serotonin affects the production of dopamine, they both um, influence different things in the body. Dopamine is different receptors. Is uh, for uh, like happiness, Euphoria. feeling good, and also for movement. 
Dopamine is very is very uh, connected to. That's the why people with Parkinson's need to get dopamine uh, medication called El Dopa. Word. Good open. Proud of you. Don't say my name. Back to uh, where I'm going with this. So, for you to affect your dopamine, you need to affect your serotonin, and. So that's your antidepressant. So it's basically fucking up the what makes happiness essentially in your brain. Once you stop taking these drugs, your brain hasn't been producing uh, dopamine for a while. So once you stop taking the artificial one, you're not gonna have any happiness in your body to run off of. Just drained. And on top of that, your brain didn't even make. Dopamine correctly to begin with because you so are depressed. You, you literally have none, and you are so at you a disadvantage from none. from the boot. And you are already at disadvantage. Exponentially worse. Yeah. And now things are even worse. Now that's not even talking about the antipsychotics because the antipsychotics also affect serotonin, but they affect it much more. All different levels. So now your whole brain chemistry, your brain isn't producing the chemicals. That needs to produce anymore. It's getting it all artificial. And when these things happen, when your brain isn't making its own happiness, when it's not able to function correctly, you're gonna have some fucking crazy thoughts. And on top of that, let's say you're already being fucked with that school. Jesus Christ, I can only fucking imagine. Because you're already depressed as fuck. I can talk for myself when I stopped taking Prozac. I had suicide on my fucking mind every day because of how much it fucks with my head. Now, if I had someone bullying me at the same time that I'm going through something like that, someone might have gotten their ass kicked. There's a, like, with how I felt going through that, if someone fucked with me the wrong way, there was a possibility I would have fucking kicked the shit out of them. And I would never be in a position to do anything like that. I would need to be friends with people like you so that I wouldn't have to worry about See, someone doing it to me. See, someone smaller in stature than me. Someone who has no physical power in there's the real no world to give. Power. So there's no feasible way to get back their power from the people who bullied them. Unless. Until, unless. Exactly. This fucking society, we give it into the people's hands. We give them the medication, the society that fosters bullying, and then the fucking weapon to do it. And, and I don't even think banning guns is even the it most logical answer. It wouldn't do much because then they'll start making dirty bombs and yeah. ne- and ne- needle explosions. They'll do, they'll do any... That's yeah. what they do in Israel. They bomb yeah. people in Israel because they don't have as much access to Trust me. firearms. Just because you get rid of the guns doesn't mean the killing's going to stop. That's anything. stupid. This is it's, stupid. It's, a, it's a pharmaceutical mindset of this entire yeah. nation. And it's also it's the environment's the foster bullying. It's an agenda. There's an agenda behind these things. Yeah, but it's not related in the way that one, one might perceive it if, if you just say agenda. It has to do with financial factors and economics. It yeah. the, the agenda isn't some cabal of evil doing uh, no, wizards no, and no, Illuminatis. No, there's a lot of things that are going into There's true things and there's practical causes and effects, and it's no one's fault like, in particular. But the Personally, fact that the doctor needs more visits. I don't know visits. what the hell happened at Las Vegas. That shit, there's no the one accountant? The big, one of the biggest shootings of all time. He was an accountant. You didn't know that? That he was an accountant? 
He was an accountant. That's uh, how he made his money. I was a Professional gambler, retired accountant. He worked for the IRS, I think. Which is... I thought it was kind of strange in the accountant, but then I said, it's completely... Like, that's completely expected. People at my job said to me, hey, watch out for uh, that guy over there, Ross. I'm kidding. But they said uh, he could be a school shooter. So just be, be on his good side. Which is all pretty ludicrous. I'm talking about... Um, Rick Ross. He was white, though. He was white. Yes. Yeah. The fact that we're getting drills now and being trained how to uh, protect and ourselves. And Dave Chappelle's own words, you brought up the whole drill thing. Did you see like, the new special? No, I didn't see oh, it. I did. Uh, he was like, yeah, what the hell is the point of the drills? You're just teaching the fucking shooters the same he said, drills. He said that in the Netflix special. Yeah, that's, yeah. Why, that's why I said it in the words of Dave Chappelle. Oh, that's where you got it from. Yeah. Because uh, he was using the material for about a year. Yeah, okay, that's what I said. It, it's a good line. Yeah. And it's illustrative. It's true, though. It's like... Oh, they're they're yeah, putting the they tools into the people's thing. hands to teach. Yeah. And then he says that one white boy in the back. And we are going to meet where? Yeah. Where are we all hiding when, this, when the shooter comes? Man. It's true that we're... Setting up infrastructure so that We're it's not like con conducive, conducive for this cat and mouse game between yeah. authority and, and the, the child, the shooter. They give it so much news coverage. So much that coverage. They put these to mar martyrize faces up on television and immortalize them. Who wouldn't want to die a god if you have nothing? Exactly. Like, now nothing. again, going to these kids' fucking mindset. One, they're. Going, they're going to therapy every fucking week. They're not being understood properly. They're being put on these pills that they don't think that they need, but they're, the pills are fucking with their heads in ways that they don't understand. But even the doctors that are fucking giving it to them don't even fully understand, mind you. They just hope that it'll fucking fix you. And all these people are trying to fix you, fix you, fix you, and you're like, what's wrong with me? Until the one day that comes that you just stop accepting what's wrong with me and goes yeah there's something wrong with me i'm a fucking monster that's why the kids at school make fun of me that's why my parents don't give a fuck about me and just fucking put me in therapy and not even try to talk to me themselves no one gives a fuck about me i should just kill myself and go out with a bank I want everyone to know Wait. my name i want everybody to know my pain have you thought these things because these sound really specific um, I, I, no. Okay. No, because that, that, that was saying, fucking convincing. Yeah, you, I'm you, saying this You just is, went Val Kilmer on that shit. Yeah. This is what could be going through these people's yeah. heads. If it's not, you know, right on point, it's probably yeah. pretty similar. Definitely. But, you know, these kids have nothing to live for. I just explained, like, just the mindset that you could be into yeah. this. And, you know, you're like, let me, let me stop taking the drugs. Maybe this yeah. if I stop taking the drugs. It'll help me out a bit, and then it's not taking the drugs. And all it does is, like I said, it fucks with the brain chemistry even more. Uh, and now, guess what? You're know, like, fuck it, I'm gonna kill myself. But these fucking people who have abused me my whole lives, fuck them. They're coming out with me. And now, do I think that the Second Amendment should be taken down? Fuck no, that's, it's part of being an American. It is. It is. Um, it's protection because it's protection against our bare minimum. Government. If any other country, Russia, one kid asks a question 
uh, what if World War II happens again, people invade us, and then my science teacher, Mr. Freeman, said, do you realize that every other home in America is carrying? Yeah. And that if anyone ever took a step on our territory, that, that you would have 150 million people with AR-15s yeah. at their doorstep. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. That's yeah, why, that's that's why I like guns. Um, let's put ourselves in the position, the mindset of these killers at that point. When you first fire off the shots, I mean, you're committed, clearly. Do you think they have any regret? These deeply disturbed individuals, would they have any regret at all when they fire off? It's like the thing, oh, it, when I you're jumping off bad. cliff diving, you have that regret right after you jump off. I should not have done that, then it's too late by then. I, I fathom this could be similar. That It, it yeah. probably demands, depends, but imagine if it's fucking students. What's the difference between the dude who had the regret the night before and the dude who has a regret after he fires the first warning shot? The regret the night before is prevented and it's never a school fucking shooter. But the kid who just fires a shot and then he's like, fuck, shouldn't have done that. But then other people start coming so he just keeps shooting. What if he was able to be prevented earlier? And then you could actually catch these guys or find out who's well, doing it. Some people are clearly having Almost pre- every single one of these cases, people reported to like teachers or high-ups, yeah. hey, He's been acting kind of funky these past The Dana one was reported by the mom to the police a week before. Yeah, so... About ARs that he was now, stockpiling. Now, I don't know how much I agree with pre-crime. Uh, like arresting I know, there was, a Tom, there was a Tom Cruise movie about it. An algorithm could predict who's going to commit a crime yeah. in the future. No, yeah. I don't know. We don't, no, we, don't, we don't arrest people with it. The system doesn't work that way. Or exactly. else you would have 150 million people with guns fucking going to the However, cops. However, I saw a video... Um, over the weekend that was taped by uh, an uncle who was at, uh, you know, his sister's house. And these police officers had shown up and they were like, we need to arrest somebody by the gamer tag. I heard that something. And the mom's like, you're here for my 12-year-old kid. For an Xbox thing. He said he was going to shoot someone. Yeah. And they arrested him. And they go pick him up at the precinct. And it's like, one, there's freedom of speech. You should be allowed to say whatever the hell you want to say. And I know there are restrictions on uh, freedom of speech. Like, you're not allowed to go into uh, a movie theater and yell fire because it's going to cause a panic and people are going to hurt. There are limitations, but there are no limitations on you acting like an idiot on, what do you call it, on the internet. People say stupid shit like that all the time on the internet. And am I saying that's okay? No, but I'm saying people are assholes when you can't see them face to face. It happens. People are assholes when you can't see them face to face. Yeah, it's true. Not everyone's asshole. There might be some truth to that. If, uh, you know, they're sitting right in front of you. No, people uh, act vastly different when there's this computer screen separating the two. It's pretty crazy, actually. It's a human phenomenon. I probably uh, wouldn't yes, wouldn't uh, orally give this podcast to Alex and Sophia's face if right in front of each other. Yeah. I might say some things, like I'd say, I'd say you girls are wrong, but I don't think I would like. Probably shouldn't even say that. Regardless, um, continue, please. You know that's the whole thing with these school shootings, and I think the worst part about it is that.
how they're almost glorified afterwards. Like I think one of the real ways to uh, to stop the school shootings, one of the best things that we could do to stop it, is if we stop putting these guys in the news. Straight up. Um, I don't think that their names should be said on the news. I don't think that their face should be shown on the news. No. I think all those They're not, though. They, they don't show the faces or names anymore. They give the, fa- they give the names afterwards, but they don't show faces unless it's part of security anything. footage where they have to, like, show an important detail. Yeah, anything should not I be know. allowed into the media. I don't even think stuff. it should be reported in the way that it is. No. I think they need to do a different way of reporting because right now it fucking looks like the Wild West and you're showing, like, a, a cop and robber type thing. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's fucking stupid. That's not how these... These things... If you were a parent and your kid was in that school and someone's, God forbid, life was taken, someone so close to you, who was your world? It's not cancer, dude. It's not robbery. You can't say they deserve it for where they are. This is areas of your life, your schools and your yeah. malls. So this is just... It would be the... The thing that would make you want to fucking kill yourself when you feel find out your family member just died and you kiss them uh, goodbye this morning. That's going to start making other people it's kill so themselves. Impressive. And there was a girl who recently, and there's so many cases where this girl killed herself after her friend, after she was like around in the school shooting a month before, or the year before, literally a year later. It's very Is Japanese. Hmm? It's very Japanese. Yeah. I know they do those suicide pack things. Uh, okay. But was I onto anything right before where I just said you have to uh, imagine if they could if they could have regretted it or not did it. How can we convince a potential school shooter to take a second look? The the internet of these weebos and dorks seems so good in getting convincing people to learn to computer code. Learn to code. It's probably the most common propaganda message on the internet in 2019. Learn to code. Why can't we do something where we defame school shooters and we make them feel like pussies for doing it? One of the weebos that they respected would be like, no, don't do that. What the fuck? What if people were like that and they weren't talking about death by cop, suicide by cop? Let's go down the internet ledge. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's literally people who are only finding it because they have supporters who were su- supporting it. And then you have Joe Rogan say, we need freedom of speech. But then when school shooting happens, we got to find a way to stop this. Is there any yeah, solution? He's so he's condoning one first. thing that actually might be potentially able to support these communities where people are finding it cool to kill mass amounts of people and take their own lives. It's cool then. It's a popularity thing, which is why I was stressing how much we have to get control of this popularity thing. Starting from someone like our daddy girls all the way in the spectrum to fucking shoot them ups. Like, no, people are doing it because they think it makes them cool. We're not doing this podcast because we think it makes us cool. We know how fucking bad we look. But there are people who legitimately think you can walk into a mall with a gun and people are going to respect you and you'll earn bit credit. Not street credit, bit credit. fucking crazy so I guess that that will be one of our next jobs that we'll work on finding out a way to make school shooting uncool and kind of give it a bad rap for those people on those reddit forums Ryan was talking about I mean 
would hope that they already have a bad rap. Um, what about the people who support them and the people who like egg them on and when when they they make a post and people like it? Yeah. Why are those people who like it not going to jail? What do you mean? Why would you go to jail? It's not illegal to do it. Exactly. It's not illegal. What is wrong with our fucking society where we can't hold people? Bro. It's not bro, 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 bro. If you own a house mm-hmm. and, a, and a robber breaks in and breaks his back, you're accountable for his hospital fees and uh, shit for making an yeah, unsafe home for him to break up. Okay, so the law is weird like that where you hold people accountable even when you, you didn't do something. So you, you're as a person, you're having to pay for this robber's misfortune. Well, why can't they at least be fined if they're supporting a school shooter? Maybe not take them to jail, but say like, you need to pay $100,000 that you'll owe debt to the government for forever till you pay it if you're in, if you're culpable in instigating a school shooting. <laughs> Something that leads to a school shooting. I, yo, you think people will keep liking that shit if they think, I don't want to get fined. What the fuck? I'm not getting fined for that. Bro, people are liking it because it's free. Who's not going to support a crazy fuck if they're free? It's so different than... You're only you're only spending a hundred k or more to show support for a terrorist if you're a James Bond villain. Let's be real. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So that's one way um, of how I would uh, endeavor to kind of stop these school shootings from inception. Like Thank you. I, I have other ways, but that was just the first. Way to like deter people, maybe a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And I we'll think of more. I can't see it doing like that much. No, I won't do that. But, I just came up with the yeah, genius really. thing on the spot. But I have some stuff written down because we're very stable geniuses here and we need to have a variety of impacts yeah. and views that we come from. So I'm going to give some of the other theorems for how we're going to stop these school shootings, which are fucking disgusting. Okay. What happened in 9-11? Target, boom. It wasn't easy. Target. We We... We got terrorist attacks. Single worst terrorist attack on U.S. soil. And the worst in uh, Pearl Harbor. It was even worse. So, as a country, we banded together. We were friends, people. Or, hey, neighbor, let's talk about politics in the bookstore. People were uh, free-loving and as corny as that fucking sounds. We don't got nothing like that anymore. You thought the wars in Iraq and financial recessions make us closer to each other? No, you're creaming your pants to podcasts at home alone listening to Call Her Daddy for girls you ain't never going to close. So, but what did we do? We got him. We got the guy, allegedly, who allegedly did 9-11. I happen to believe all that because I'm more mainstream than this fucktard over here. But Ryan thinks there's some inconsistencies with the story, which we've gotten to on prior episodes, but... We'll get to those in future episodes, as long as you guys don't cancel us before then. When we get to those, that's for one thing. Long story short, we caught Bin Laden. He, he's gone. Or, we were a- okay. Bottom line, we caught other terrorists in the process, and we were able to, what? What do we do? Devote large sums of resources and people and hours onto a project... And then we, we got pretty damn close to solving some projects, even though it could be argued that what some of that led to was starting ISIS along with Cheney's oil company interests that invading Iraq instead of Afghan, because we had um, 
treaty, treaties with Afghan. That invading Iraq literally was the beginning of the end for the U.S. And that could be seen as like an extension to Vietnam of us peaking from after World War II. Then we have the hippies. And now we're just on the decline as a country. So people could be said that a lot of that came out of it. But what else did we do? We caught some fucking terrorists. Let's be real. The country needed us. And people stepped up joining the military and fucking getting blown up. Going Chris Kyle. Just knocking off these uh, towel heads on the dozen. I love that. I think that's really American. I do think it's fucked up that... Uh, a deranged ex-Navy SEAL Special Forces dude was in a AT&T store in, like, Tennessee about six months ago, and he went berserk on... His nephew went into the AT&T and got denied or something, some trouble with the brown complexion worker. I don't know what his race or creed was, but he may have had a turban. Think he had a turban? I'm not sure. He may have not have. Anyway, special forces, ex-marine, crazy ass dude. Picture um, the role of Lebowski's friend in the Big Lebowski. The role that uh, big fat dude played from Cloverfield. He was he's good. John Goodman. So John Goodman's so John Goodman in Lebowski was what this ex-Special Force dude looked like going into the AT&T. And he basically just masqueraded this, uh, went in a tirade and verbally assaulted this guy, brown dude who might have had a uh, turban on. Basically just saying, you fucking terrorists, go, um, well, I kill all of you in, in Afghanistan or back. Back, I've been around the world. I've killed guys like you for 20 years. You motherfucker. Picture some hick. He was very drunk. He looked like John Goodman and Lebowski. And long story short, he got arrested. That's not cool. You can't be doing that shit to, like, U.S. citizens. Especially people who are trying to work a job. and Because he thought they fucked with his nephew. And then some nice white woman in the store was just livid and... Terrified, she called the police immediately. The worker didn't even call the police, or he said, get get out, I'm going down. The woman said, I'm calling the police, don't worry. The guy was literally tirading him for like 10 minutes, and he wouldn't leave. Then the cop arrested him for intoxication, but he arrested him because he was racist, and he was a bad dude. So, long story short, we were able to devote these fucking guys and those characters and that technology to catching terrorists. After 9-11. Correct the mundo. Why the fuck can't we do that now for school shooters? Yes, it's true. The enemy is invisible. But isn't every terrorist in theorem invisible until they fucking commit terror? So why can't... It's because as Rodney, the doorman in my office building, theorized the white complexion. These are American white boys. And the government is not going to go on a global investigation, it would really just be national though, for the people who are going to commit school shootings and mall shootings, these domestic terrorist attacks. Rodney says, of course we'll kill towel heads in place of American white children any day of the week, for years and years. Why wouldn't we do that? We want to protect our own. Isn't that what, how this nation was started? He, there's a lot of truth to that, so don't even laugh. 
if you don't have respect for this conversation, then I really feel bad for your parents and significant O. Why can't we have detectives, psychologists, computer programmers, people who can one plan A, develop a statistical and psychological profile for who these types of school shooters are. If the science comes out and 95% of them are white boys living in the continental United States in rural areas or areas with high poverty, uh, high crime, uh, low, low social mobility, let's say whitely dense areas, very um, sporadically uh, condensed, that you're going to have a lot of white people on farms here, then you'll have a ghetto, that's where you'll get maybe African Americans, then Hispanics towards the border. You know, we have, Texas is becoming a shoot, school shooting hotspot. I never thought I'd have to say those words. To, the last one was the movie theater. The one that happened yesterday. Has there been anything actually in school? school? I'm just, bro, it's so all the research leads to the, the reason these all happened was Columbine. Before Columbine became a cultural phenomenon, Michael's Moore movie didn't help. Of course, how could he see? He was able to predict Trump would be president, but he didn't know this movie would inspire generations of school shooters. Since Columbine, the school shooting, that profile of the white school shooter has not only lived on but thrived. That was never a thing before, just like how prior to 1960, people in suburbs didn't uh, start locking their houses until um, the Golden State shooter started fucking raping women and breaking in. People didn't lock their houses, so they started murdering people in their own homes. Whatever that dude's name is, Zach Efron. Growing up with my mom, she would leave the fucking front door unlocked. My parents too. And not, she was like, not I'm by the time a, I was alive, but because I was like, I'm from a bad part of Queens. Mm. You think I'm afraid of these little Long Island punks? Ha! <laughs> Dude, it's not Long Island pumps. It could be like legit people from out of the area or even immigrants who have killed people in their own country. It's too tough. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. Um, why? So that fucking story inspired this new generation. It was never a thing. But why can't we have people like we had a 9-11 team? A school shooting team. It's obviously a problem. If you tally up the people who have died in these types of shootings, malls, schools, um, transportation areas, whatever, I'm pretty sure the death toll is now total. The fact that there's a record of hundreds of school shootings uh, since the 90s, I think that the, the death toll for all those added up would be the amount of 9-11, if not more, and then you could start combining the Iraq war and those stats. I'm pretty sure the number is very high. If it's under 1,000, I would be concerned and con did you say before that you had a solution to this? Yeah. You really should get on that, considering the okay. point that this podcast has been going on for an hour and 25 minutes at this point. Is that your thing to do when you think someone either just made their point or has nothing left to say that you ask? Did no, you have something no, to say? No, no, It's okay. just that this podcast is very long. Okay. Solution. Solution. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. We need no, to, I would. We, I also wasn't sure if you were going to finish it this it's, week. Or, yeah, no, we're, we're going to finish. We're going to finish. 
So the, this crack team of people, professionals, and there's going to be a lot. You're going to need a lot of fucking people. Okay, to first develop a psychological profile, find out what those stats are for the types of people committing it, then start scrubbing everything, social media, um, tel telephone conversations. I'm not kidding. We have laws now in place from 9-11 or make better laws that you could better do this or just interviews with people who are concerned. What did we say? That if the amount of people who have tried reporting uh, shooters and have just been ignored, make a better system. Make people who can answer the call and look into your concern instead of just a random 911 call where it's a cop that says, the donut who? So make available resources, number one, so that people can call the, in these threats and look into them. As I was saying before, the regret that could go into someone's eyes when they go into a shooting. What if we just had someone speak to these people and actually develop? I'm sure if a psychologist had two or three conversations with these people, they would be able to see one way or another. Does this person who's stockpiling ARs have the capabilities of killing someone? I think the death toll that's it's climbed to and the amount of sadness and ruined reality that is happening, unless this is some Russian conspiracy or the Illuminati is putting these players in action, then devote the resources to finding these people. So first we start off with developing a psychological profile. Then we have the detect detectives who investigate these, these people on a case-by-case -case basis. Yes, you'll have thousands of cases that you're going to be investigating. But if you can stop maybe the death of 500 people in shootings a year, and do not 500, let's say 5 or 10, then the billion dollars that you spent on it, it's going to be setting up for future life savings. So yeah, it might be $10 billion, but we spend that much more in military that we don't get to save any lives for. We only kill lives in the military and start conflict. We have to be less self-conscious about digging into our own communities and actually taking threats seriously than about whatever type of Americana preserved image that good old our, our boys ain't going to do this. We raise our boys right. We have to be communicative people. This is stupid. So it's going to take billions of dollars to first do this research and build the profiles. But then we're going to make sure social media is on it every step of the way. The fact that we've heard so many of these were potentially started from Reddit posts to begin with. Now, we don't want to infringe on rights, people. If we have to make new laws then we're going to have to do it to make it easier to catch these people. But we're not going to expend our own people in this process that's going to be a real mass undertaking in the use of resources. We just have to see the potential school shooters the way we saw the 9-11 terrorists. And then a legislation can be created for this department. It's going to be step by step. So that's another one of the solutions that needs to be implemented. Let's talk to Yang if he can get on it. If not in these next 10 years, it's going to need to happen because I think the school shootings are only going to get more popular. For as long as you have internet and you have this Columbine movie that's out and this lore about dying in vain, bro, if the society is going to be that fucked up, then you have to at least do the precautions to protect the people. Make a better fucking society if you don't want the school shooters. But for as long as we see a drugged up society of people who are so insanely unstable, who have guns, 
then we're actually going to need to do something to stop this. Because these school shootings are going to happen. Because people are broken, unfucking happy. And by the way, they got shitty ass girls on bar stool giving advice. And their lives ain't getting any better. So there. We're going to do a quick roast of each other. I'll just drop one now just so we can end this thing real quick. You're so bad at picking up chicks on the dating apps. So bad. And you never do it. Like, I don't even know if you're even decent at it because you literally never do it. Never and do. how many dates from apps have you had in the past three years? Is it... No, no, I've had a couple. Two? Two, two. Or three. Yeah. Three? Three sounds a little high. Okay, two? Uh, I would say two myself and then three. Cool. The one, yeah, I, did the one I did. The the worst date of two girls' lives hysterical. of their entire lives. We'll tell that story another day, people. Yeah, Don't you terrible. worry. We also write a TV show, so it's going to be in that script. Yeah. What's your roast of me? Uh, my roast of you? Uh, I show up to see you doing laundry for once, and your clean laundry pile looks the exact same as your dirty laundry pile. <laughs> so, that's something I normally don't see. I'm uh, disgusting. Disgusting. Literally, so smelly and a weird motherfucker. Yeah. Like, girls wouldn't want to be around. Uh, uh, remember, everyone, to go beyond plus ultra. Um, if you haven't seen... You know, shout out to Invader Zim coming back on Netflix. It's coming back for show? No, you, you told me that. It's a movie. That. It movie. I haven't it's seen that Weibo shit in legit twice. decades. I watched it twice Love already it. on your brother's Netflix. That was, so, that was one of my favorite shows. I don't even yeah. know. It was funny. Yeah, it's amazing. It was basically like Spongebob for movie. Aliens. The new movie is just as good. Spongebob for Aliens. Job. Really? Yeah. Same great people? Great job. Same everything. Excellent. Yeah. Magnifique. Yeah. It's just that, like I said, I watched it twice already on your brother's Netflix. Ha! Awesome. It's not gay at all. I'm just trying to make you love me. On that note, and everything I try just takes you further from.